0: Welcome to Nature Therapy Online. Hello friends and welcome to episode 6 of Nature Therapy Online. My name is Stephen McCabe and I'm an ecotherapist living in Midlothian, Scotland and I'm delighted that you're here listening to my podcast which is all about nature and how good nature is for us. It's all about how deliberately connecting with nature is an incredible way of looking after ourselves, about how good nature is for our minds and for our well-being and that's a scientifically proven fact and it's something that I'm really passionate about and I think there are numerous ways of practicing ecotherapy. One of those ways is through stories and mythology and old tales which are often deep-rooted in nature, especially old old myths and legends which have been passed down for hundreds and sometimes thousands of years, have almost grown out of nature themselves. And in that vein, I want to share a story with you today for no other reason other than to hopefully connect you with nature in a, in a different way than I have been in my previous episodes. And after this episode, I would like you to then go off and find a, an old nature myth, preferably from your region of the world, and just read it and go for a walk and reflect on how this myth may have grown out of the nature around you so the story i want to tell you today is a story that came from my own mind but has been inspired by the nature where i live and also strongly inspired by scottish mythology in more in a a more general sense and the story i call the nature twin so deep in the south esk valley in the mid lothian area of scotland there is an ancient woodlands and even to this day it's an ancient woodlands which is actually quite miraculous because there are so few areas of scotland left that have this kind of nature so much of it has been destroyed But back when my story happened, deep down in the forest, in the middle of January, the middle of winter, there was a soft dust of white snow over the ground, down near a little river and an old stony bridge where two yew trees stretch over the river and underneath the snowy ground. Underneath the ground lies a child. But the child is alive. Its stomach is going up and down, receiving oxygen. And the child can feel the oxygen going in and out of his body. And you might wonder, How is this child able to breathe? He can feel his stomach pressing against the the soil. He feels the soil against his face. But the child is alive through one of these incredible yew trees. You see, the child is being met by the roots of the tree which have leaned over and plugged their roots into the child's belly button. And the child is lying there in this dreamlike state. He doesn't quite know that he's alive. Like us when we're in a deep sleep and our whole experience is this blur of vision and and color and, and memory and hallucination. And while he's lying there and his stomach is going up and down, he remembers, through his dreams, his mother. His mother who loved him so much. And this small boy had ginger hair and freckles and his mum used to tell him how much she loved his ginger hair that the other children bullied him for. And when he liked to play with the girls and skip with a skipping rope, and plait his mother's hair, all activities, which most people regard as girls' activities, his mum appreciated it, and she encouraged it, and she said, you just be yourself, my son. I love you how you are. Well, his dad, on the other hand, was a completely different story. His father told him to behave like a real boy. His father made no secret of the fact that he was extremely disappointed that this child liked to play with girls and this child liked to skip and this child was interested in hair in plaiting hair washing ladies hair The child lies under the ground and in his dreams he remembers his mother dying and leaving him with his father. Somewhere in his dream, he's aware that his father ended his life and buried him here in the forest. But when this child was buried in the forest by his drunken father, the most amazing thing happened. You see, this was nine days previous and the forest was offended that such a horrible thing could happen and this is when the yew trees spread their roots and plugged their roots into the child's belly button and began to give him oxygen and bring the child back alive. But now the child is lying underneath the soil and he's coming out of his dream-like state. His whole system is desperate to gasp fresh, Air, is desperate to come out from underground and feel oxygen again. And something in his body with this wet soil, this wet winter soil that's been covered in snow for weeks, is telling his body that it shouldn't come out because it will be so cold, but he has to. And just at the moment when his eyes begin to twitch and his mouth is about to open to try and take in a gulp of air, Overground, a beautiful fox comes running over and digs a hole in the exact spot where the boy's face is. It digs the hole to reveal the boy's sweet ginger freckled but dirty little face as the boy takes his gulp of oxygen for the first time in nine days. (gasps) The boy opens his eyes and sees a fox's face. The fox scurries away, his job done. And the boy, not knowing what on earth is going on, pulls himself out of his shallow grave. He looks up at the huge trees reaching up into the sky, these huge redwood trees. He looks up at the grey sky, the snow that's falling down. It's so cold. He pulls himself up and out, he's wearing some kind of rags that he doesn't recognise. And he puts his feet onto the snowy ground. This place is covered in trees, he's never seen so many trees. But he begins to move, he just knows he has to move. He's so thirsty, he picks up the snow and he eats the snow to quench his thirst. Some driving force in him tells him to move over the bridge and shaking his bare feet like ice they feel like they could drop off he just walks with some kind of determination even though this whole experience is so disorientating and frightening and strange he moves over the bridge over the old river he follows the river for a short while until he comes to the place where he stops The place he knows he needs to be. He needs to drink something nourishing and he needs some warmth and he knows he's found the place. In front of him there is a green hill probably about the size of a small house with a small door at the front. This green hill is almost like a piece of spring in the middle of this winter wonderland. It's like Not a drop of snow has touched this hill, and as he's looking over, not really contemplating how strange it is that this hill is so green and untouched by the snow, the door opens slowly in front of him as he stands shivering, and out comes a woman, dressed in green, with the moss of the earth forming a dress. She has thorns in her hair with small crystals in the thorns. She has beautiful dark brown skin and long flowing black hair. And she looks at the boy with a very stern and serious look. And she says, something has happened to you, child, that shouldn't have happened. You come with me, child. Come inside. I will put this right. My forest has been offended and so have you. So come inside. The boy goes inside. And inside, I'm going to leave this to your imagination. But you see, this woman was the fairy queen of Scotland who so many negative tales are told about in Scottish mythology. But you see, most of those tales have been told by men and they have their own version of events. The Fairy Queen of Scotland looked after this boy. It was so warm inside, there were fairies everywhere. He was given raspberry juice to drink, the biggest cup of raspberry juice. And he it was like a potion, he just came alive. Like the strongest cup of coffee you've ever had, only nourishing at the same time. Like a super healthy smoothie that gives you the effects of coffee along with the nourishment. Imagine this, he came alive, he skipped with the fairies. The fire was raging inside and this underworld of activity and spirit and fairies became the child's home. But whilst the child made himself comfortable and began to feel himself come alive again, the fairy queen disappeared. She had a man to find a man who had seriously offended her forest. She went and found a drunken man in a nearby park, sitting on a bench, barely conscious. She looked into the man's eyes, lifted his chin with her finger, and she said, come with me, follow me. And he did. Part of him was so drunk he didn't know what was actually happening. The other part of him thought, This is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, the part that was barely conscious, that is. And the other part was put under a spell, but she didn't have to put much of a spell under because when you're as good looking as the Fairy Queen of Scotland, that's a spell in itself. She led him into the forest. And as he followed deep into the forest, not knowing where he was or what was happening, but just that he had to follow this woman. All of a sudden he realised where he was and what was happening. The Fairy Queen turned around. She stopped leading the way and she turned around and she put her hands on her shoulders and she looked sternly and she said, I know what you've done. You have been extremely offensive and you're gonna put it right. At that moment, the man put his hands over his face like the most blinding headache he'd ever had in his entire life. He could hear in the sound of the wind his child crying when he killed his child. He looked down at his feet in the slushy mud, the snow that would mix in with the mud, and it looked to him as if blood was coming out. He remembered his wife. He realised... All of the awful things he'd done. And as this was going through his mind, he looked over towards two yew trees. And over at those yew trees, he saw a man who looked just like himself with a boy lying on the ground. He walked without thought. The fairy queen was watching the whole time. He walked over to the man who was like his twin, and he behind his eyes he had these grey clouds instead of pupils and he could see this man had just killed this child and was about to bury him but he put his hands around this man, he put his hands around this darker version of himself and he killed this man and he placed this man down into the shallow grave that he'd prepared for his son. Fairy Queen walked over to the man. The boy was given mouth-to-mouth resuscitation by the man. He came alive. They didn't know what was happening, what was going on. They both heard a cat in the forest. The fairy queen pointed to the cat that led out the forest and the man and the boy followed. By all accounts they actually lived a happy life after that, believe it or not. They forgot what had happened, the evil had gone and it was put right in its own way. You might be wondering, well If the man had a twin and his twin is buried in the forest, his darker twin, and he went off and lived a happier life, then what about the twin of the small boy who came out of the grave? What about his nature twin? Well, rumor has it, if you go to Scotland into the South Esk Valley, Valley, sorry, down in the middle of January. The weather has to be just right. There has to be a light dust of snow on the ground. And if you manage to go there at exactly the right time of year and you go and find a small green hill that is not touched by snow, you can press your ear against that hill. And inside you can hear the laughter and the giggles of a small ginger boy who's skipping and drinking raspberry juice and plaiting the fairy queen's hair. And that is the story of the nature twin of Scotland. And I hope you enjoyed my story folks. I hope it connected you with nature somehow. I hope that the cameos from my pets were bringing something extra rather than taking, taking away from the moment. My village all of a sudden came alive when I told that story which was interesting. <laughs> it's usually a very quiet place. Um. What I would just like to say while you're here is if you would like to work with nature with an ecotherapist and if you would like to have a look at my website and see the various services that I'm offering to help connect people with nature in a personalised, tailored way, you can find me online at naturetherapyonline.net. So. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and it's lovely to connect with you wherever you are. I hope you have a great week ahead. You take care. and Bye bye. Visit me online at naturetherapyonline.net